Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next episode of the Learning at Home podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Um, today, we are going to be talking a little bit about financial independence, specifically for empowering teens to become more financially independent. Our guest today, his name is Tim Morris. He's been with Tutor Doctor for over six years, helping to support our franchisees all over the world. Tim has owned small businesses in the past, and just a small fun fact about him here. Earlier in his life, while working in the hospitality industry, he lived in South Africa for over 20 years, and he's got a lot of experience in the field of not only hospitality, but also finance. So he has two kids, and they are now adults, and he's taught them various strategies of becoming more financially independent as well as making decisions as to how they could optimally manage their own finances. He draws some examples here and provides many insights for the audience. So hopefully you enjoy this one. This is a unique topic and we are very excited to hop right into the chat. Hello, Tim. Thank you so much for taking your time to come uh, onto our podcast today. It's a pleasure to be here, Gil. Thanks for asking me. And so, as we've mentioned in our introduction, uh, you have some experience, as a matter of fact, a lot of it, uh, when it comes to the concept of financial independence. So, first of all, why do you believe it's so important to teach your kids about financial in uh, independence? Well, I think it, it stems from when I was a teenager, Gil. Um, when I was living with my parents at home, I had a couple of part-time jobs, um, but and I used that money that I earned just to waste really on things like uh, sweets at the at the sweet shop and and uh, uh, things which had no value to them whatsoever mm. uh, and I was never taught by my parents exactly what I should do with the cash that I that I earned um, and so when I had my uh, my own two two children um, I I realized that it was it was going to be valuable to, to them to be when they started to grow a little bit older um that understanding how money works in their lives um would help them as they grew into into adults. I had to figure it out myself when I uh left home um and uh and I did okay but um I really had to um dig deep to understand the concepts of things like um, compound interest, the value of pension funds, how the stock market works, um, uh, um, owning your own home uh, and managing your own monthly personal finances. Um, uh, I'm not saying that I ended up being a, a real, real expert on it um, or truly, truly financially independent. Mm -hmm. However, um, understanding how money works um, for a young person is really, really important. And it's something which is not learned or taught in schools. Which is very interesting because you do hail out of the UK, but I think the concept is more or less the same. Um, what to you exactly does true financial independence mean? Well, true financial independence ultimately is that uh, you are not beholden to, uh, to an employer or your own business. Uh, for your salary um, or wages at the end of at the end of the month that you have created um, on your own enough wealth that if something goes wrong in your um, in your work life that you 
you have enough um, enough personal wealth that will allow you to carry on um, probably till the end of your day. And that, so the vast majority of people, when they do have that type of financial independence, do not choose not to work. Um, mm-hmm. Most people, the vast majority of people do choose to carry on working. There's many, many examples of that, of people who have got financial independence. And that's, that's what true financial independence is about. Of course, not everybody's going to get to that point. And therefore, if you step back a little bit, financial independence means being in control of your finances um, and being comfortable with your finances and understanding that every action that you take with your finances is taken uh, with the right reasons behind it. So even if it's, um, you know, going to... um, uh, to a ball game or to the theater or out for dinner um, that you know that the money that you're spending has been accounted for and it's not going to put you under any threat at all um, by, by spending that money. I think that's a huge point to have accountability and responsibility for all the decisions we make. Cause I know when I was a teen, I, I was not at all <laughs> responsible <laughs> with my money. Like many teens would be, especially if they're like you mentioned earlier in the interview, Um, figuring things out on their own. But in this case, what would you say would be the first step in empowering your team for uh, learning financial independence here? So I think the first thing is encouraging them as early as possible to um, to, uh, find part-time work. Um, At an age where they are, they understand what that work is about. So um, as I mentioned earlier on, I've got uh, two uh, great kids. The both of them, um, at an early age, I guess, uh, thinking back now, around about the age of thirteen, uh, they were both. Uh, um, they both got themselves part-time jobs. One would be uh, Chris. He was uh, doing a, a paper round, delivering newspapers to the local community, um, and Michelle. Uh, I seem to remember she uh, she cleaned bedrooms at a at a local um, uh, pub that had uh, oh, had wow. accommodation. Um, <laughs> Good work. That uh, um, and then Christopher ended up um, working at at an, another local pub, being a dishwasher, um, and uh, on Fridays and Saturday nights, and sometimes in the midweek, um, Michelle ended up working in a kitchen in another local pub, and um, and in fact that resulted in uh, her having her own bakery business at, uh, for, for a little while. Um, and I was talking to Christopher only recently. We, um, I was reminded by a friend of mine uh, a few weeks ago that uh, uh, Christopher had been given um, a product with the, which this friend of mine uh, had been manufacturing, okay. uh, which were tiny kites, which were the size of the palm of your hand, which could actually fly. They had, they were really, yeah, they were really delicate and they had a piece of cotton attached to them and you could fly them. And it was my first attempt to teach Chris, um, the art of being an entrepreneur to turn a, a something mm. which was uh, 10 cents into a dollar, um, and take them to school and, and to sell them to, to his friends. Um, I'm not, suggesting that he made a lot of money out of it. I don't even know whether he made any money out of it, to be honest. But what it did do, it started to teach him the concept of of handling money um, at a a very early age. 
Wow. So it sounds to me as though the, the concept of owning your own money is a very important thing here. Now, speaking of making our own money, do you have any practical pieces of advice for saving or budgeting for teens? Because I know when I was a teen, I had no idea. So what would you tell somebody like me in this case? Yeah, it's 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 not easy as a teenager. Um when you've when you've got money, when you've uh, you've always been beholden to your parents to provide you with with money to buy your clothes and uh, put food on the table and take you on holiday, etc. And suddenly you've got some money, um, and uh, and it's your money. Uh, um, very often uh, you'll just want to go and spend it on uh, on you know anything that you can get your hand. Like you've always wanted the 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 latest album or you you know a phone or whatever it may be. Um, so it isn't the easiest thing to teach a teenager um, how to handle their money. There needs to be a lot of patience, I think, with, with parents. But, but, the, but the key is, is teaching them how to manage their money for things that they may want in the future. And that comes with budgeting and showing them, showing them how cash flows um, in and out of their account. Um, and, uh, for example, just by uh, taking a small amount of what you have and putting it to one side for something in the future um, and mapping that out on a spreadsheet. It's amazing the, the, um, uh, the eureka moment that I've seen in both my kids' uh, eyes when they say, oh, if I just do this for the next two years, look how much I'm going to have and I'll be able to afford this. Now, two years is still a long way out for a, for a teenager. Sure. Um, and it seems like an eternity. So um, the eureka moment is, is there. Whether, the reality, whether the, the reality of life actually plays out to allow that, uh, that achievement to occur is a completely different thing. But you've taught, you've laid the, the foundations, if, you've like, if you like, you've, you've sown the seed of what is possible. And, uh, and you just keep having those conversations. Very interesting. Because I remember in our past interview, we, we interviewed Bob Rosedale, I'm sure you know him very well. Yep. <laughs> so um, he mentioned that part of um, teaching teens is, is to get them at a, the right age. And for executive function skills in particular, uh, one of the best areas to target them would be around the age of grade eight or so. Mm -hmm. um, what would be your recommendation of when we can start teaching these particular skills to uh, teens or, or children in general? Yeah. So um, I, as I've said um, earlier on in, in this conversation, Gil, the you know I started talking money concepts with my with uh, my two uh, kids, both Michelle and Christopher, at a at an early age. Um, uh, 10 11 12 13 hmm. but the uh, it it really starts to kick in in terms of um uh, how to manage money from around about the age of i i would say sort of 15 16 um but the, some of those foundations have already be, been laid you've started having those conversations so it's not um it's not a surprise when you start having the conversations it's just natural that uh, um the, these concepts are being brought to brought to the fore. I, and if I can just um, expand a little bit on that. So at around about the age of um, 15, Michelle started her own business, um, uh, which was a baking business. Um, uh, and, you know, we it, it had the name Shelley Bells. And um, Michelle uh, was really good at... 
um, marketing, at um, uh, selling. Um, what she wasn't so good at was understanding the difference between top line revenue and bottom line profit and that there were costs um, in the middle before you could go and spend all that money that you'd made from your revenue uh, that you had to pay out all the costs and there was profit at the bottom. So I I would um, attempt to do profit and loss um, statements and exercises with her business at that age. Wow. Um, that is quite impressive though. Yeah, we, we did it. Um, and it wasn't the easiest thing uh, to do. We did it. Um, but um, there was there was a certain amount of pushback at that stage. Hmm. Now, I could have walked away from it and said, okay, I'm done with this now. <laughs> um, but um, but I didn't. And, uh, and ultimately, having those conversations leads um, teams into it, part of that building of understanding of of, uh, of what um, what it, what cash is and how it functions. Very interesting. So I think part of the podcast is telling personal stories. I think it's a very interesting thing to tell a bit of your life story. Can you tell us about, uh, for example, an instance when you were younger and you weren't managing your money very well, but when you learned how to do it, how did that change your habits and behavior at that point? Well, I think you know I went through my uh, my late teens as a as a student uh, and a young employee, um, and um, I just I literally worked for my wages once a week. So on the one hand, what I was doing was having a great time socially, but I wasn't I I didn't own much at all. I had a a, a really poor car. I didn't have uh, any furniture. Um, uh, I I. I a couple of years later, I think it was, so going towards my mid-20s, I guess, I got my first credit card. Didn't take long for that to be maxed out. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, and then you learn that, oh, wow, now I'm paying uh, a repayment back each month, mm. but the debt is not getting any smaller. Um, and you suddenly start to realize that, yeah, okay, I can manage this credit card. Uh, in terms of not getting into trouble, but I owe all of that money and all I'm doing is just paying off the the minimum amount or maybe a little bit more, but then I'm still paying more interest on interest that I've already uh, been charged. And it didn't take me long to realize that I was getting myself into um, into a challenging situation. Uh, and And that takes... You know, that's like a, um, that's the penny dropping and you go, oh, I need to take back control here. So, so yeah, I've, I've been, I've been down that road. I've (laughs) definitely been down that, down that road. Um, And now, um, you know, uh, both um, Christopher and Michelle have both got credit cards. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. How did that translate over to your children? Yeah, so, okay, so, yeah. so I've got so Christopher. He had his first credit card a few years ago, and mm. um, uh, that didn't work out very well. Um, the 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 learning was there. The but he he had exactly the same feeling once he got the card that he had some he had access to cash, and so um, he although the the advice that I'd given and how to manage that credit card was there. Um, he didn't manage it well at all. 
that's okay. It was a learning experience uh, for him. He got into into um, you know a bit of financial um, difficulty with it. It wasn't. A, it didn't have a, a major amount of uh, credit on the card, but it did teach him a lesson. Hmm. And today he's got another credit card. So this is three years later. He was very scared of having a credit card uh, for for a number of years. And now he's got that. He's got the credit card, and he manages it perfectly. So he'll spend on it during the month, and then he pays it off at the end uh, of each month. So there's never a, uh, a, an outstanding debt on them. There's very very little, if any. Um, interest being charged Excellent. on it. Wow. Um, Michelle has done. I know Michelle has done exactly the same thing. Um, so uh, and manages that that credit card uh, re- really well as well. And one of the things that I taught both of them was credit cards are great um, if you've got control of them. They're great to build up your credit history, um, which means that you you know to, for you to be able to go and use um, good credit in a really worthwhile way. For example, um, on a, uh, a bond or a mortgage for a house, um, uh, buying you know, investments and that type of thing uh, to build up your own personal wealth. Uh, to wrap up this podcast in this case, how do we drive the point home? Because when we experience, as you mentioned in the past, or rather in the in the previously in this interview, when the penny drops, when we experience that moment, like holy smokes, I'm I'm actually in debt here. What can I do about it? I think that kind of triggers something in our, our brains. It's like a survival instinct. Now, what do I do next to get out of this rut? How do we prevent that? I mean, how can we tell teens like this is a really important thing we should get started as soon as we possibly can or at a relatively young age so that we can learn to manage this in the future? How do um, we drive that point home? Well, it comes to it, it is about uh, being as a parent, being supportive of uh, hmm. of your children, really supportive and having an open dialogue and open conversation uh, and telling the truth about money because money can be really positively powerful or it can be hugely negatively powerful. Um, and uh, I've uh, seen many instances uh, where young people get into debt and have they own the latest gadgets and uh, and they have credit cards and they have store cards and what have you and then the the burden of debt starts to weigh on them and that starts mental health issues and uh, ends up and I've I've seen many reports of young people ending up being suicidal uh, and some people some taking their own lives because they have just no idea how to get out of this quagmire that they've got themselves into Giving young people the education from an early age allows them, if they do make a mistake with managing cash, to understand that there is a way out of it, that they, they can manage their way out of it um, and, uh, and, and use their own uh, positive power to, to manage their way out of that, uh, that problem. Um, and, and I think that's, it, it's, it's about empowering young people to to understand how uh, how cash works. Excellent. And uh, just on a final note here, if there's any piece of advice that you would give, like a one-liner for any teens out there who are listening to this podcast, what would that be with regard to financial independence? Uh, seek out uh, a piece of software that uh, <laughs> on an app or something like that, which will help you to see what your cash position is going to look like in the future. 
um, with all your spends, with uh, with all your your expenses, with all your your earnings, um, how your cash position is going to look in the future. A bit of cash flow planning, if you like. It, it's all good for businesses. Businesses survive on um, financial forecasting and cash flow forecasting and all of that type of thing. Um, actually, it's a really good discipline to have as an individual. Um, so whether it be through a spreadsheet or whether it be through, there's lots of, um, of apps and uh, software tools out there that can be used for exactly that. Um, and it's incredibly, incredibly empowering. Excellent. Tim, thank you so much for your time. As a director of uh, the Tudor Doctor team, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've enjoyed doing it. Thanks very much indeed, Gil. So there were lots of important information and examples here straight from Tim's personal life and from his expertise as well. Thank you, Tim, so much for providing this insight for us. And my biggest takeaway was that we can simply have conversations with children and tell them the truth about money and how to handle it themselves. That in and of itself is an excellent start. So thank you all so much for joining us for this particular podcast, and we will see you in the next episode of Learning at Home.